Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness. No Trimby in the studio today, but uh, he will be joining us uh, on the screens and in your ears later on because we finally caught up with Will Addison for an interview in Belfast a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to have that full exclusive interview here uh, later on. Someone who is... So much sexual attention. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It is, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 I don't know which one of you... I don't know who he preferred to your... your I think he was after both of us. He was playing you off each other. Yeah, we we thought we were after him, but he was straight in there. Straight in, direct. Yeah, himself and Trimby were dressed the same. Sorry, I interrupted that flow. Go. I was just going to introduce you. Oh. Yeah, Ireland Leinster star Jenny Murphy is in the house in Trimby's place today. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. How's your weekend? Pretty good, not too bad. What'd you get up to? Um, team I coach just got promoted. We won a, won a final. Unreal. Yeah. Who do you good. coach? Uh, Nace. Class. Nice. Senior women's team, yeah. Whoa. So, good day all round. What a day, yeah. Who, a little who did bit you shaky beat? yesterday. Still not 100% today. That's okay. So you're yeah. going to have to totally take the lead. It's and totally cool. Like I it. think we did a yeah. good show last week and I was ridiculously hungover. Okay. So I was like, this is what I should do for now. <laughs> just drink more responsibly. Well, like, yeah. Pack and put it on the expenses. Yeah. I need like... like <laughs> Proper Patron before Baz comes on. Yeah. So, do you enjoy coaching? Do you yeah. love it? Um, I do. Like, it was something that I was like, okay, I'm injured. I and mean, this whole 2020 campaign is going about now. So, it's like to try and get kind of more females participating, being involved. And I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. Naces will be one of the closest rugby teams to where I'm from. And Dave McKeown, one of the guys, gave me an opportunity. It was one of my first coaching kind of jobs doing it with another guy, Adam Coyne, who's with Leinster under-20s and Leinster Academy. Yeah, it's good. Like, I think it makes you a better player as well. Like, I, don't, I, I don't think yeah. If you can't explain something and break it down in its most simplest form, you don't understand it enough. Mm. So with me, it's been a huge kind of uh, learning experience and I've had a lot of fun. Mm. Um, you coach mostly backs? Uh, yeah, yeah, but like it's, it's, we're, we're both kind of have a bit of leeway jumping in. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know a little bit more about scrums than I did at the start of the year. Little, it's yeah. so you know which one is the tight end and the loose head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, and then if and I just go, <laughs> angles get lower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I agree. I came out of, uh, I retired at 28, no interest in coaching, and then I got offered a job by UL Bohemians. I was like, shit, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. And if I had gone back playing after a year, I reckon I would have been a far better player, having had to, you know, te- explain what 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 how to do things and. Um, and watch the game a lot more and uh, from a different perspective, I suppose. Um, but I remember Declan Kidney, when I retired, he told me, he rang me and he said, best of luck in retirement, the best uh, or the most that coaches have in common, the best coaches, what they have in common the most is that they have the best players. So I was blessed with like Tommy O'Donnell, JJ Hanrahan, Kyle Sheridan, Dave Foley, uh, Dave Kilcoyne, Sean Henry. I had like six or seven so professionals. So you, you made them what they are. I was like, yes. <laughs> so he got promoted. And, and she, you were coaching the, the women's as well. You coached a bit of the... I did a sevens tournament in Copenhagen. I heard all about it. Where they beat the shit out of everyone. And I was drinking cans on the sideline <laughs> with a whistle. <laughs> Nailed and they it. they were like, he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, they had like, 
12 internationals playing for bowls. Play it down, play it down. They smashed everyone in sight and I was drinking cans. You don't need to mention like the, how class they were. Just yeah. like soak it up. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So do you have, do you reckon you've got top players? Is that one of the reasons why? Uh, yeah, like we yeah. do have some good players. A lot of them have never played rugby before, but they're enthusiastic and they want to learn. Like that's kind of a big thing as well. And then, and then their coaches are class. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, no, they're just... You chuck something at them and they don't. They they question a lot more, which yeah. is good. I think because they want to know why. Yeah, but, I um, found that with with the girls, question yeah. things way more and way more willing to learn. Um, which I felt that was a little bit more pressure. Lynn Cantwell I used to do a lot of centre stuff with Lynn, and I was like, Jesus, she's rattling me here. I yeah. didn't know, you know. Lynn is like, yeah, an absolute nerd yeah. for that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she loves it, and it's great because I when I went into the squad. I got to learn off Link as well. So that's like a, yeah. it's a coach basically beside you on the pitch. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, let's get, get, uh, I, I watched a lot of rugby this weekend. I really nerded up. Now that Trimby's not here, I can get away with doing that because okay. he's like, oh, it's rugby. Jeez. <laughs> so, uh, Trimby, we do miss you, though. We love you. Um, I went to the Monster Match on Saturday night. I watched the, the, the Leinster and uh, Connacht matches. Mm-hmm. I sat down last night to watch the Ulster Kings match, which I had recorded. When I turned on the telly, uh, Cocktail was on. Have you seen Cocktail? <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I really want to watch this. But I have to do my homework. Oh, I thought you accidentally recorded Cocktail instead of the game. You were like, no, yeah, oh, happy coincidence. <laughs> yes. The bartender's bought a poem, is it? Does yeah, there's yeah. loads of poetry. Yeah. It's creative. It's so I was like, uh, okay, I'll... I'll watch this, but I'll try and... I, I like a movie analogy, you know that. So I was like, yeah. I'll try and make um, a rugby analogy out of cocktail. Stockdale. I was like, that's easy. So it's Jacob Stockdale, okay. played by Tom Cruise. Uh, it's the life of this young, uh, aspiring professional who wants to make it in the world in any way. And uh, cocktail making is his thing. So it's Jacob Cocktail. Yeah. Uh, he gets gets the first initial break. He just wants to go to the big city and become whatever success. So he's spinning cocktails. He's kicking them and catching them. He's scoring them all over the place, nice. and yeah. he's quickly becoming the best. Uh, Pat's writing all this down. He's like, "This is an idea." <laughs> is it though? <laughs> is it really? Question marks all over the place. <laughs> and he's uh, he's uh, he meets then like this. Uh, this old cocktail maker played by Brian Brown, who is Andrew Trimble, basically. Yeah. He's been making cocktails for years. And he was once one of the best cocktail makers in the land. He got cocktail maker of the year at one point. Yeah. But he's a little bit jaded with the whole cocktail making. He's, but he's just, got his own yacht. He, he does. He does have his own he yacht. Because he married a, quite a wealthy woman, successful woman. Yeah. 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 Weasel his way in there. Yeah. Uh, good memory. Um... So yeah, they they kick it off and they're they're having the crack and it gives a little bit of life back into to Andrew. I'd watch that. But then things go awry and they 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 start falling apart. Trimby retires in the film. It's a little bit more dark. Yeah, that's. So we're going to stop it there, right? Yeah, yeah. So right now, Stockdale had a cocktail had a brilliant first year making cocktails. Second year was a bit mm. dodge, not too. You know, it wasn't his own fault. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of other things going on. But at the moment, he's not in the best place. But we pick up with this towards the end of the show where I think my analogy might 
I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to have to have a think about something like that. But yeah. now I think that a lot of listeners might be like, it wasn't Trimby that was veering the conversations wildly off rugby. There could be like, <laughs> there could be a pair of them in it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Yeah, there is. Okay, we'll, get, we'll come back to that. Sorry, yeah. um, you, did you catch the Connacht game? By yeah, I caught, I, caught, I caught a good bit of it. thought they did it really well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to sail now. Mm-hmm. Tough away from home next next week. Next Friday. Next Friday, yeah. That'll Ooh. be good. Jack Hardy now, top scorer for Connacht. Of all time. Sur- yeah. yeah. Surpassing in Keatley. Was it Keats that was before? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, nice. yeah. I didn't know Keats was there that long. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he wasn't, he was just class. Yeah. Being over points, yeah. going over the whitewash. And they probably weren't as successful back then, so fair play to Keats. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Carty was unbelievable. What an entrance. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and created two unbelievable tries. Now, I thought Connacht from the get-go were class. Mm. Um, like, they've got so much cohesion going through their squad now. From defence, I think they made like 58 tackles in the first 12 minutes, took everything Treviso threw at them, and were well able for it. And then we're scoring tries from counter-attack, from turnover, and they've got so much width and shape to what they're doing. It's, re- it's really nice to watch as Isn't well. It? It's such nice rugby. Yeah. And like that is, I think, I think Jack Carthy was actually speaking after the game and he's like, that was one of the most physical games that they've kind of played in really, a while. Yeah, yeah he's saying it was really abrasive. And, but that, like, Connacht are able to do that. They're able to, right, just, like, grit it out, but they can play ball as well. Mm. I think, do you, like, so coming off the bench, right, especially in that, like, those critical, like, 10 positions where you're looking at everything. I think he's looking at the game and there was, the nine was basically in the defensive line mm-hmm. but all the time and that was his he little thing, spot over. And then I think that's nice being able to, okay, no, it's not nice being on the bench, but yeah. when you're able to be like, okay, this is my rough game plan when I come on and mm. being able to actually execute it. And that bonus point is huge now going into yeah. the quarter, uh, going in for the quarter final place. It'd be nice to see four, four Irish Wouldn't teams it? in the Champions Cup. Yeah, yeah. who have they? Cardiff and Zebra left. Um, and I reckon they'll beat them. They'll beat the, they should beat Zebra away. They've Cardiff at home. With that quarter final place uh, up for grabs, you know, the way they're playing, they're getting better and better every week. Then I think they could be contenders for the for the title again, like the way they're playing. And as yeah. you said, they've got like the likes of Butler, Dil- Dilan, uh, Della Hunty, uh What's the wing forward's name? Fyinga, is it? Yeah. yeah, really aggressive, abrasive players. And then the the skill of like Blade was unbelievable at the weekend. Uh, Healy, Farrell didn't even do much, and that yeah. guy was ripping it up every week. He didn't really have to, you know. And then you've got Marmion. I don't know what the story is mm. there, but it's. I think it's really nice that Blake gets a mm. kind of dip his toe into Ireland camp and then come back. And Marmion was brilliant when he when he came on to be yeah. able to. So would that, you? Who would you start then? I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love the way Andy Friend is doing that. He's keeping people guessing. He's not, you know, one of the nicest gentlemen I've come he? across. And Robbie, he's such a gent. I've heard that. Yeah. Really, really nice. Like you yeah, have like a lot of time for him. You can like waffle his ear off, and he doesn't complain. Which I do, and yeah, yeah he's he's a good bloke, and wow. he's like very much jumped into the whole, you know, embracing the community, and which is like a lot of what Connacht is about, and people over there and the players seem to love him as well, which is yeah, but you can see the buzz around the yeah. place. There's a good vibe and uh, playing positive rugby, and yeah, I hope they go out and beat Sale this weekend, and 
and they've got that squad that they've built now. So, yeah, fair play to Connacht, but we'll uh, we'll move on. Um, I was at the Munster match on Saturday night. It was the most ga- uh, game of two halves game that I've been at in a long time. Um, the first half was so boring. Um, really boring. They were 12 nil down after... F- they could have been 16 nil down. Yeah, they could have yeah. been two miss... Yeah. And they... Sebra gifted them a try in the last oh, second of the first half, mm. so at halftime... Was that that uh, little fumble in the back end? No, that was... No, Zebra gifted them oh, gifted yeah, monster yeah, try yeah. just before halftime to make it 12-5, but it could have been... They missed two easy kicks, could have been 16. Yeah. Uh, the best part of the first half for me was I was in the West's Terrace with my dad and we were standing by the tunnel, which is a good hot spot for crack. And... Uh, Someone farted after about five minutes, right? <laughs> and I was, it was rotten. I was like, oh, Jesus. And my dad did the, the cool thing in that he called out everyone. <laughs> you know? So when you, you're like, Alex, <laughs> who's after farting? Which gives everyone an out. Like, they're like, okay. Are we allowed to mention Guinness Snipehat? <laughs> It was a Guinness yeah. fart. It was such a Guinness fart. <laughs> oh, great. <Yeah. laughs> They're and, uh, the worst. Aren't they? They, they just... Oh, you can, I'm not taste even... Them. Taste them. Taste <laughs> them. <laughs> so grim. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Nice, fair play to your dad. I know. So he gave whoever it was... a friendly way of doing it too as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone. We know it was one of you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your this is your opportunity yeah. to not do it again. Okay. So there was a guy standing next to us. The only Italian in the whole stadium was standing next to us, and it was definitely him. He was like wearing a pair of shorts. It was freezing cold. He looked like uh, one of the characters from the Water Boy that shouts from the oh yeah from the crowd. You can, you can do, do it. it. Yeah. Or it's the other guy. Is that Rob Schneider? Yeah, I think he was very like him. He, okay. He had more children than teeth. Basically, he had like. Two, three teeth, maybe. Big beard, crazy head. Uh, Greg, he was good crack because they were obviously winning, and he was just roaring and shouting. So Stonehenge. Yeah, he's yeah. having a laugh. Yeah, yeah, he's having a laugh. So a couple of minutes later, I taste another one. Uh, oh. It was strong, and my dad just turns and straight up says, "Are you after farting?" <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Yes, yes." <laughs> And my dad straight up called him a dirty sea bomb. Yeah, dirty sea bomb. Uh, <laughs> and he was. It was, uh, and he just couldn't stop laughing himself. And um, oh, that's brilliant. And he just said, "I'm. I stop now. I stop no more." My he said, "My arse is clean." <laughs> I swear to God. <sighs> so that was the most entertaining part. Of Pat the was in Italy actually as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in Rome. Yeah, it was no no Guinness fart, no no, no big farts over in Rome. Yeah, um, yeah, they they sent the, the smelly ones over to to Limerick there. Yes, yeah, the nice one, and the one smelly one. Um, but the second half kicked off a little bit. Did yeah, you see it? yeah, yeah. So they emptied the bench. Uh, Strong bench. It's yeah. really nice to see Jack O'Donoghue. Wasn't it? Yeah, just I like he should be man of the match. Yeah, I thought he was immense. Yeah, really good, and especially explosive. after like the crap. Mm-hmm. That he has had, and mm-hmm. just like, and he's come back a few times and played events. If like this isn't the first time he's done that either, do you know? Like, yeah, oh my god, he was solid. He was kind of hurdling people, and just he, he was so he's got such a big wide step. He's so rangy. He mm. was hurtling onto the ball, and I just thought, yes, this is what we need. I think he's played himself into a into a spot this weekend. 
between himself and Chris Glute, yeah, I, I'd go with. He was cross as well. Yeah, well, I'd go yeah. Jack, I think. Mm. <clears throat> um, I think for a game like that, Monster, they know they're going to win, I think. And mm. big game next weekend, a lot of players probably minding themselves. It's a tough game to get yourself up for. When Zebra have nothing to lose, Michael Bradley would have had them absolutely fired up for war, which they were, and they played well, and they're throwing the ball around for everywhere. So you can understand why I think it took Monster yeah. a while to get out of the blocks. Um, uh, but then the end, yeah, Blaine Dahl came on, had a, had a big impact, and uh, CJ had a good game. He's just worked. Like, I love the way he just comes back and wants to play. Immediately, yeah, you know, he's, he's no, just mad for game time. No interest just, like, in a break. You can see there, I love when the ref Mike picks picks up on his like I think he's just talk- it's like gladiator sometimes but sometimes like there's no other Munster players around I think he's just talking to himself <laughs> but it's like still impressive yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah you want a player like that don't you yeah it's yeah. like even if you're in the distance and you're like oh CJ's giving it giving yeah. it socks like it gives you a bit of a yeah, kind of rile up as well constantly yeah. talking well, I don't think that's necessarily that. Sometimes those kind of things are good that you're like, oh, we actually started really poorly. That can't happen again. Mm-hmm. And it's much easier to switch on and go from minute one in the next game because you're like, look what happened last week. Yeah. And it's kind of like that's going to be in their mind. Like, Well, for me anyway, so that in the lead up to the next game, I'm like, right, redemption and like I can we can yeah. go from minute one. So. I agree. And they need to against Edinburgh. Uh, the Edinburgh game at the weekend was like the first four minutes the ball didn't go out of play against Leinster it was like their back row again was like Watson uh, Barkley yeah yeah they're so I think you're right Munster are going to have to come out and they've been they have come out and started slow in certain games try to slow the pace down kick a little bit more not moving the ball that fast um, I thought they, they played a bit of a slow-paced game at the weekend. I think that would probably suit Zebra. I didn't, like, <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like, he gives them time to set yeah. and then go it's again. any team. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? like you kind of, if I was defending that, I'd be like, fine, we've got... Yeah. <clears throat> like, Give me a second. Yeah, and like second. the Munster players are like, then they started pinging it yeah. and playing really smart rugby and then and mm. then like kind of like, it was a shambles. Yeah, then Zebra didn't really look like they were going anywhere. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, and like... Munster's ability to get results, I think, in these matches is, you know, they've proven it. Um, they've beaten Edinburgh, Connacht, Gloucester, Exeter, Leinster, Glasgow, Cast. They've beat, like, when you look at, let's say, Gloucester and Exeter, top three of the English Premiership, Cast are, I think, fourth in the French, Leinster, Edinburgh, Glasgow, all top of the, the leagues in, or out the top of the, the leagues in the, in the Pro 14. And Munster, without playing exceptional rugby, that you know we've said they know how to win. They know how to win. Yeah, it's so hard. And to they beat. can win, unbel- like Gloucester, absolutely yeah. spanking them out of the park away from home. Yeah. And then also those shitty, crappy games where you're like, right, grabbed by the scruff of the neck. They're able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Which is, you know, maybe three three years ago would have been a bit like that could have gone fifty fifty, and now you're like, oh, this is yeah. Munster kind of tipping on again. Yeah, obviously, Carberry is a huge. Uh, a huge part of the, the the puzzle there and getting him back I think they have a few decisions to make on will he be back will I he think he is yeah. talks, talks are that he's he's fine they arrested him at the weekend um, I, I'd is Murray be, back or was, yeah. is Murray going to be playing or would you he play he will 100% the two of them have to play um, without them I think Munster you know they're they're very uh, I don't know they lack a bit of control or and a little bit of spark from Carberry, so they'll have to play uh, the back three. I think they have some decisions to make. Uh, Haley, 
is I'm a big fan of his. He just I hasn't think... been playing well. He made a mistake the weekend. Well, I thought he recovered well from that mistake. Like, you he know, did. that kind of glaring, like, oh, that, that'd mm. be on a lot of players. And he kind of, to be fair, he tipped away. Like Got a good try and yeah, created another try. Yeah, like he kept his head in the game and didn't, like... Mm. His confidence wasn't dipped, but... It's just between, like, at Conway will start, Erzy will start. Whether you play Conway fullback and maybe put Sweetenham on a wing. Sweetenham I'm a big was, fan of Sweetenham. was really good. Yeah, so... Uh, personally, I'd go with Conway fullback, Sweetenham and Erzy on the wings, but I think Mike Haley's been kind of ever-present for them this year, so they might give him the shout. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, be a big, big ass going over to, to Edinburgh, and we'll talk mm. a little bit more about Edinburgh when we talk about the Leinster match in a few minutes. Okay, anyway, sure, we'll move on. And uh, I'd like to take the opportunity to say thanks to everyone that has rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. It really is a great way for uh, uh, other rugby fans to find out about the show. So I'd like to read a few comments, actually. Jenny, would you like to read the first one? <clears throat> this is a positive one. Okay, <clears throat> from Dan XYZ. <clears throat> Entitled, Very Good. This is a clever <laughs> show. The presenters come across as good guys who know the game in detail. I like the diversions and they don't take themselves too seriously. That was I'll nice words, that. Dan. Yeah. Did, uh, is did Dan, you... is that your brother? <laughs> or is, is he your brother? Who knows? Let's <laughs> just have been old, Dan. Uh, the guy last week that we uh, took his question, what was his name again? JP. JP. He changed his name on Twitter to Just the Brick. <laughs> That is brilliant. Because <laughs> we call him Just a Brick, and he actually went and changed his name on Twitter. Oh, sound. What a dedication. Thank you, JP, Just a Brick. Uh, we have one from Dave TW, uh, entitled Giggling Girls. Like the two lads and happy they're having a good time, but the constantly giggling at each other is making it very hard to listen to. Not sure how the producer hasn't picked up on this. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> Why haven't you picked up on this? Uh, from now on, if there's too much giggling, <laughs> it's no going to be... Giggling. I'm going to put my foot down. If yeah. Andrew is here, I know what he would say Dave TW means. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for giggling there, Dave. Uh, speaking of fans of the show, coming up right now is our chat finally with Will Addison. As it's a good chat. chat. It is. It's a good chat. Yeah. 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 And okay. there's a good bit of rugby covered in there as well. Like, so Dan, Dave will be happy, as will Dan. Okay. And there's a little bit of giggling, but mostly sexual tension and ducks and Champions Cup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Without further ado, here is Will Addison. So yeah, we've um, we've had our eye on you for a while. Okay. Day one, we said right. Listen, even when you know we didn't have any success, you know we were just we were just buzzing. And we weren't famous like we are now. Yeah. And <clears throat> we said we've got to get Will on the show. And finally, you made that dream come true. Oh, it's great so for me too. They say don't meet your heroes, but I mean. I'm not disappointed. He's, he's like, I know. I was, I was thinking about it today. It's kind of because like, I'm a fan of the show, obviously, and I was thinking it's kind of like that when you've got a crush on a girl at school and you know she's got a crush on you and you're finally going to meet. That's kind of what it's like for me, too. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Wow. You know what he said? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about me or you? I don't know. <laughs> like he's, he dressed the same as you. Yeah. He saw what you were going to wear and he dressed. He's like totally cock blocking me here. <laughs> like, I know what you're up to. You know, and he looked at me when he said that more so than you. Do you think so? Yeah. No, I think... I the think two of us? Do you think he's of, playing the two of us? I think he is. He's playing us off against the 
Oh, he's so bad. <laughs> no. he's so naughty. There's a lot of tension. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. We live in that. We live in that world of tension. <sighs> You alright? Yeah, I'm okay. I've just got a hot flush. Take your shirt off, man. Yeah. If you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what's the story then? You've uh, been in Belfast. You made a big impact since you've arrived. But what was the what was the process? How did um, how long has that been in the in the pipeline? Or what was the process of getting identified as Irish qualified? Yeah, it's probably been quite a long one, really. Like I've obviously always known I was half Irish, for having my mum who's Irish and come from Fermanagh. So I've always known it. And then uh, I played with Killian Willis, uh, Mushy, Tony Buckley a few years ago. And they, I think, told Vinny, who's the analyst at Ireland, so maybe five, six years ago. And then just um, I can remember I played Claremont in the European Cup maybe four or five years ago and then I had a mysterious phone call and it was it was Joe on the other end of the line so I had a quick chat to Joe and then for maybe a couple of seasons I like hindered by injury if you, along the way and then it was maybe this time last year I was um, it's actually quite funny you've got Peely on here tonight because I kind of conned my friend Peely into signing me here almost so yeah. I was basically on holiday with one of me and Peely's good mates Mark Jones who plays at Scarlet's now and I was watching I think Six Nations or an Irish game, and I was like, geez, this looks incredible. I need to think I need to transfer my arm at going over. And he, I was like, is there any chance you could just mention to Peely that I'm open to a move and just not that happy at sale with certain things? And he was like, yeah, I'll do it that way so it just doesn't look like you're desperate and talking to Peely. <laughs> <laughs> so then he texted Peely. He was like, oh, listen, Will might be keen on, in, on leaving sale, I think, because he's got a clause in his contract leather. And then it went from there, and Peely contacted me, came over this time last year for a look around in kind of secret, and then had like a month to make a decision because this clause in my contract only ran to the 31st of March, I think it was. So all happened pretty quickly last year in the end. So what are you, you're 26? 26, yeah. 26. Like, I mean, what age was it then? Kind of, was it pretty, pretty quick fire then? You kind of said, right, listen, it's not happening with England. And was England, whenever, I believe, I mean, you're obviously, you played a lot of rugby for yeah. Seal, captain the side and all, so you're obviously doing fairly well. Mm. But it's, it's strange that you were never quite on England's radar or was there any chat, any potential uh. There was little bits over the years. Um, it wasn't like, cause I, funny enough, I supported Ireland growing up, and the fact that I grew up in England, played for England in the twenties, there was never no one really put the two and two together that I could come over here and play. So there was that, and then I played five, six years at Sale, immensely happy there, and uh, had the odd bit of contact off England, but there was no, nothing cement or concrete. Um, so yeah, like I was always kind of open to it, and until last year. There was never really a solid offer or interest from an Irish club. And so it kind of just happened all of a sudden, really. There was never a moment saying, I want to do this or that. It was kind of, I've had some interest from Peelian over here last year. And that's where it kind of like it, so stemmed. You were kind of admitting there that like you used Peely yeah. to get yourself in. But <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably Peely used you. He said, listen, I'll come over and I'll be your coach and I can bring Will Addison. Mm. <laughs> is, he, is he walking around now thinking like, you're welcome, everyone, yeah, yeah. claiming it was all him? Well, maybe if I get back from injury and help your swear jar, maybe you might be thinking that. But for the moment, I think he's just, yeah, I'm, he's, I think I'm in his pocket at the moment rather than he's owing me. Yeah, either that or if you stay injured, then you can come to Japan with us. Yeah, well, I've got to get there somehow. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, if I'm not making it oh. that way, then I'll come with you guys. Yeah, yeah. three way. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> the sexual tension's back now. What did you do? <laughs> so when Joe Schmidt got on the phone to you that time, what was his uh, chat about? Was it just 
Is he just giving you like a heads up that he's watching you or? Yeah, there was a bit of chat around how I was playing at that time and just a little few pointers and then whether I had any interest in coming over as well, if that was something that I was interested <laughs> in. And obviously it was. And um, then like Joe is, he just loves rugby. So then it just got quickly onto how I was playing and how I was finding life in, in Manchester and how I was uh, enjoying my rugby. And you can end up talking for half an hour, 45 minutes, easy yeah. enough to Joe just about rugby, which is, which mm. is fine. I'm, I don't mind that at times. So, uh, yeah, just had the odd bit of conversation with him just about how my game was going, any points that he could give me. And, yeah, always enjoyed that. And then eventually last year, I think I touched base with him a little bit as well, saying that if there was an opportunity to come over, if uh, any of the clubs were looking. And luckily, also somewhere that's close to my family and stuff was the one that stuck out for, for us all. Did yeah. he did he say or did did Vinny when Vinny found out you were half Irish? Yeah. He said to Joe and then obviously. I said think this might have step. even been before Joe was coached. I think oh, it would right. have been Declan, I'd say, that Vinny would I think it was that long ago that Yeah. How long is it since I played O'Kelly? Yeah, probably six, seven years. So yeah. it might just have been before. So and they would have had a had a, a database of all I think so, yeah. yeah. You and Chris Farrell. Yeah. I can remember someone, t I think my mum, my mum's all over just looking at any like mention of my name. So she obviously loves what you guys are doing. So <laughs> but I think she saw Joe mention me, Chris, and I can't remember one of a player who was at Grenoble at the same time as Chris that we were on the radar and things like that. So there must have been some sort of database or something there. Yeah. That, uh, did he say, um, I'd like to see you play 15 or 13 or where were you playing at the time? Because I, I, I was playing all over the shop because I kind of, Whenever I came back from injury, I always saw myself as a centre, but would come back on the wing to kind of ease my way in, or whether there was an injury at fullback, or, or we'll just drop you in there just for the moment. But I always preferred playing 13. Um, so I always asked Joe, and he always kind of gave me the answer that the best that good players can play anywhere. And I think he, I can remember one time he used Tana Umaga as an example, not saying I'm anywhere near that, but <laughs> I can remember Dan Braid, my old forwards. Um, he was my old captain at Sale, and I was like, oh, I'd love to play 13. He's like, oh, well, don't worry, because great players, they always stick out in the wing, and then they eventually get there. So they used Tana as an example. And yeah, Tana's, was, uh, Tana's a big fan of the show. Is he? Yeah. yeah. I've listened to the episode. Uh -huh. I, know, I, I thought, didn't know he was still in touch. But yeah, no, yeah, we yeah, would... Yeah, all um, the time. No, no, I haven't heard from him. He, never, <laughs> he doesn't really reply. But he assures me he's our only Auckland subscriber. Right. <clears throat> yeah. You've got to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. May as well start with Tani. Tana. Oh, my God. Tana. Not a bad place yeah. to start. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, the, most of the coaches I've played with have never, or played <clears throat> under have never said you have to choose a position. They've always been of the opinion that, yeah, make sure you can play multiple positions and be good in those. And then if you end up playing 13, you know what a winger wants out of you. Or if you play fullback, you know what you want your centre to be doing inside you. So, yeah. Mm. Interesting. I, I, I know the, the thought process behind that, but I do feel the best 13s in the world will just commit yeah. to it. Say Drico, uh, uh, Mananu to yeah. Conrad Smith. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they get get enough time in that position because it's a pretty important position going, yeah. you know, going forward, especially, you know, <coughs> being a creative team. If you're 13, can create the way you do for Ulster. Yeah. Um, and you only really learn that by playing that position mm. week in, week out for years, right? Yeah, no, I definitely agree, especially defensively. I think 13 stands alone, really, that it, you have to have played there and be in the groove of playing there to know how to react to certain situations, whereas you drop in and sometimes you can be caught cold. Yeah. Um, whereas I think <clears throat> in attack, both of Ireland and with Ulster, the 15 and the 13 kind of play almost the same role bar in a strike right. play, but I'd say definitely defensively the two are massively different. Okay. Um, but 
yeah, I'd say hands on the ball time and being involved as a second distri distributor, you'd probably, I'd say 15 and 13 are near enough the same. Um, but yeah, I think I love playing 13. I love playing 15, but I think to get the best out of them, you have to be playing them consistently, which has always been a struggle for me because I've always been chopping and changing so a little bit. <clears> but <throat> this year, I've really enjoyed getting some continuity at Def 13. Defensively, yeah. that, that's the area where you get caught out at 13, isn't it? It's the area if you're not experienced. Yeah. And I'm thinking specifically of the time I played against you. Uh, you were playing for Ireland under 21s, and I was playing for Ulster, like select or something. And uh, I mean, sure, I'm more physical. I mean, sure, I'm more talented and faster, and, you know, more powerful and athletic and like better looking and stuff. But, but I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. The brains, got the <laughs> brains to totally see fun. this this long haired, long armed, dreamy, dreamy, <laughs> god s. Uh, across from you and be like, oh, he thinks he's class. He's like the new boy out of school, but uh, he's wet behind the ears. <laughs> yeah. and I just took the slightest little overs, but then he got me back in the second half. To be fair, he absolutely yeah. fucking smashed me. But um, yeah, that's what I do, though, isn't it? That's what, that's what they that's do. The thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was an experienced thirteen <coughs> at that point. I don't think you were. No, I wasn't. No. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. yeah. But um, you were. You were more or less. Uh, you you were the perfect kind of remedy to Jared um, retiring because Jared. Then there was always that debate with him as well. Mm. He's playing thirteen for Ireland, fifteen for Ulster. Although he's back and forth a little bit. Yeah. But everybody always thought that he got more space at fifteen. Mm. Which, if you're playing well, you'll play amazingly well at fifteen because you'll always have more opportunities yeah. to thrive. But you were. I mean, you came at exactly the right time from Ulster. Yeah. From Ulster perspective, because they needed someone to to do those two roles. Yeah, well, Jared's pretty difficult to emulate, and I think even at the moment having him as a coach is a pretty good cheat code for me, just playing, because I can kind of just use him as a sounding board. But uh, He's changed, you know? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. Oh, man, he is different. <laughs> He's yeah. like uh, fuzzy and cuddly now compared to what he used yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. He, I only saw a little bit of it like towards the end of last season. Yeah. Whenever he made the decision to retire, mm. then he became everybody's best friend. Oh, I thought <laughs> really he meant he change, and then he turned into like an asshole. Like a bit no, no, he was an asshole before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember him sitting <clears throat> in a meeting at Ulster, and uh, he'd be like, like sitting on the floor. You know, like some guys would be yeah. struggling with their back, whatever. Yeah. And he would just be lying on the floor with his feet up, like facing the wrong direction. Not listening to a thing that was going on. Smoking a face. Yeah, he was yeah. the he was the cool dude at the yeah. back of the bus. <laughs> yeah. And now he's the guy at the front, like trying to keep everybody's attention. Yeah. And sucking up to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually doing unbelievable work. Oh, yeah, I mean also yeah. getting their defence is getting better and better and yeah. it's it's a big area of improvement this year. Yeah, definitely. I think he's uh, obviously worked closely with Andy Farrell and uh, played as like a kind of defensive leader. So he's kind of just putting those words of wisdom out there. And then obviously there's a good few experienced players in the squad that would look after defence and be as like lieutenants if you like. But yeah, he's doing a really good job. So yeah, we're enjoying working underneath him. Is it is it the same? Is it the same um, system? Because I know Farrell had a few little unique things that took a wee bit of getting used to at the start. Really, really simple stuff, but... I mean, watching the ball rather than yeah. watching the man, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is, is Jared implementing the same stuff or has he got little yeah, uh, differences? Yeah, I think he'd be pretty much the same. Like we've got, I think uh, the way that Andy Farrell runs his defence, I think wing has gone from being like the easiest place in the world to defend to now being pretty tough. It really was a tough. nightmare. Yeah. Honestly, so, me and Earl, he used to complain the whole time. If something goes wrong, it was the winger's fault. Yeah. Right. Always, yeah. He expect, expects you to be in, well, he expects you to kind of trick the yeah. can, I suppose. Yeah. 
to, to show him one thing mm. and then kind of do the opposite but that's so I think if we say mm. we didn't have Jacob or a couple of like Gilly who's worked in that I think if we didn't have those blokes who kind of knew what Jared was asking after he might have taken a little bit longer to implement some of the stuff that Faz has done but because we've got Jacob who can read Ten's body language yeah young guys like Rob Balakoon and uh Robbie Little are just watching him going oh that's what I need to do so we can kind of use that pretty well <clears> early on whereas I think that would probably take a little bit longer but um yeah the watch the ball stuff's big the go load go as J JP puts it those yeah. kind of big rocks that Faz talks about and uh JP certainly uses them as well but he has got his own little nuances on it as well but I think defense is uh pretty based on physicality and he's trying to get implement that now now i've got the solid base of good systems yeah jared always um he always tried to kind of hide it i suppose a little bit like yeah but he was always a guy who loved his rugby yeah he was nerdy he was nerdy enough about his rugby yeah. you know really good defensively always knew the guys he was playing against yeah you kind of play it cool you know yeah he's mm. one of those white kiwi guys who yeah just like, yeah have invented the game almost yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah but um and the one area well not the one area but one area that he did kind of always thrive was defensively he yeah. just read things so well so yeah. good to play outside actually yeah well that's kind of what we were saying about 13s you kind of got like Conrad Smith, uh, Brian Drisk at the end of his career. No one had like loads of pace, but they seem to be able to read defences so well because their mind's just a step ahead of the game. And I think that's what JP's like as well. Like even now in training, he can come out and just fit straight in really. Yeah. Uh, even though he's retired, he can just literally read the play so much earlier than a lot of players can. And I think that's one of the reasons he's, he was always great in defence because he reads the game so well from yeah. kind of being one of those rugby nerds. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about um, what about you then at the minute? What, what about your back? Yeah, so a bit frustrating. I think it was just after the Portugal training camp with Ireland. I uh, had a little bit of a back spasm and then just historically I've had a little bit of a, a back issue there the last year and just had a bit of a flare up. And it, I think normally it's been a pretty linear process of coming back quite quickly, uh, whereas this time there's been a few hiccups along the way and it's just been really frustrating, especially the timing during the Six Nations as I'd like to have gotten involved as much as I can but that's the way things happen really and uh, luckily there's been a few break weekends as well where I haven't missed out on too much game time but hopefully start to turn a corner and get fit for the next couple of weeks. Is the most annoying thing about being injured at Ulster having to spend time with Gilroy? Yeah, without <laughs> doubt, yeah. Yeah, I saw he dropped me in the water last week of this. Uh, oh, yeah. I think because you, like, you, you were alluding to our little Maud's Monday. So Maud's is the ice cream pile around the corner. And we have our club who go there. That's what I meant. He yeah, thought I was talking and about he thought else. we were talking about the duck thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, the Maud's thing, yeah. yeah you're so, you're yeah. a founding father or something. Yeah, we were right? founding fathers, myself, <laughs> Gilly, Stu McCluskey, uh, Billy Burns and uh, Dave Shanahan. And then it's, it's yeah, it's, it's like balloon now. We've got like... Probably half the squad are there on oh, a Monday, no. and then it's they've ruined it. Yeah, kind of ruined it. We've got like guys like huh, Rob Herring's coming in and having a green tea when we're all having crepes and stuff like that, oh, which has just geez. undermined our it's whole not philosophy. Yeah. It, is it? yeah, so I'm not enjoying that at the moment. But uh, no, we start a new one then. Yeah, maybe we'll like Tuesday pints and Tuesday. just go. Back to, yeah. yeah, we'll come tomorrow. We're around. Yeah. We'll go. Yeah, let's do three right. of us. Yeah, I got invited to Shanahan's um, Secret Santa. Yeah, I got that was like my last little involvement. I think. Yeah, I was, well, I asked to be invited. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I, I didn't make that crew this year. I hope yeah. for next year I might get in there. Yeah, I think yeah. if you're if you're ballsy enough to ask, you'll get invited. You'll get in I think okay. he just felt sorry for me because I'm retired and washed up and I've got no friends. Nice. Yeah. But um, Shanahan's a bit of a guilty pleasure amongst the Ulster boys, isn't he? Yeah, he like he's one of those blokes who's like <laughs> hilariously funny when he's just trying to be deadly serious and yeah. he just. He's hilarious to, to have around just for that reason.
season, yeah. Yeah. He's a good bloke. I think well, Shanahan and Killian Willis have the same kind yeah. of role, don't they? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. They're both annoying, but they're good lads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You touched on the Will Addison Feeds Ducks yeah. uh, Instagram profile, which we've been trying to get to the bottom of for the last few weeks because we've been privately messaged by yeah. said person. No, I've so, got quack too. Yeah. You've got quack too? i got quack too a couple of weeks ago. Have you any idea? <laughs> no, I was going to, because I thought you were going to get a phone call last yeah. week, so I had like voice recognition already to try and track down who it was. <laughs> no, I think we, it's gone through a few different, we've had, it's kind of been quite fun actually, because I've been in the physio room and there's quite a lot of guys in there socialising and we've been trying to narrow it down and even we had our Richard Finley, our media guy, also he was in there for a bit he was like a suspect because he's got a habit of like as we say mugging off players on instagram by putting up horrendous photos of them looking at the worst <laughs> and i was like this finley guy's just got it in for us and we thought he'd done the duck <laughs> thing does. as well because like the photoshop obviously it's is really so incredible so yeah. we're like this guy's got to be a professional so richie finley came into it for a bit but jacob's still up there but he's he's promised me five grand that it's not him so either way i'm a winner if it is so yeah yeah good call yeah so but, jacob uh i I believe I'm led to believe Jacob and Jordy. Jordy, yeah, Jordy's a sly one because he's like he's one of those real relaxed blokes that looks like he wouldn't have the effort to do that kind of thing. But I think it, he's in there as well. Yeah. Who yeah. would be that kind of weird and yeah, uh, you know, obsessive? Still, still trying uh, to maybe stay in like stay the band trying the crack, yeah, yeah, with the crack. Someone who might invite themselves to a. Christmas has uh, history of it as well. Secret Santa thing, or has a history of it. <laughs> has a history of social media. Yeah, dresses the same as you. Uh, yeah, so listen, guy. we're never gonna, we're never gonna get to the bottom of it. <laughs> bet him, as well move on. Bet him five grand that it's, that it's not you. <laughs> I give you five grand. <laughs> Do you know what that's like? <laughs> a year's wages now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to make five thousand bets. You're that committed to the quack. <laughs> to the quack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on with you, it though. Do you definitely think it's someone in the squad though? No, we actually. I think John Cooney. He, he was another suspect, but he's assured me he thinks it's just a normal punter. I don't know who, but I think it is a normal punter because yeah. um, we tried to get him cross for this yeah. so I asked him if he was Belfast <laughs> we were going to do like a meeting me and yeah I, I asked him I, I said asked him or her I said would you come on the show with a balaclava and a voice changer <laughs> 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 and uh, he or she I said uh, are you Belfast based and um, they replied Belfast slash London okay oh a moment of weakness. That is cycle be carried well. Or yeah. am I feeling the heat? <laughs> in, in, in the squad, that could be carried Treadwell. He's yeah. uh, and he got done on social media, didn't he, for his social influence? Oh yes. So yes. maybe it's a bit of retaliation there. I, don't that, know. I thought that was that was internal. That was Cooney, was it? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. But oh. this one's yeah. I think this could be that weird that it's someone dangerous in the public in the, in the general public yeah Here, we'll get to the bottom PR. of it man. Yeah. yeah we'll get to the bottom of it we'll yeah. keep spreading the word and, nice. and we'll find out but uh, in the meantime you've got Leinster coming up in the quarter final I think that's obviously the big one for you uh, yeah. how are you feeling about that no great I think when the draw came out there wasn't going to be any easy games and probably the way Leinster are going if you're going to win the competition you're going to have to play them at some stage of the time so uh, yeah down in Dublin somewhere <laughs> fairly close to home it won't be too tough for us in the fact that we'll have a lot of away support I think uh, a lot of people will make the, the journey down from Belfast but with a young squad that we've got at the moment I think it's just one of those that we're just going to throw everything at it and see what comes of it mm. I mean for me watching Ulster this year is pr you've probably been the, the most enjoyable team to watch I know you talked a lot about defensively there but attack wise um, 
for me, that's why I've enjoyed watching you so much. Mm. Um, you're scoring tries, scoring really good tries from you know variety of different plays yeah. and uh, different players. So how exciting is that for you to play with that? Yeah, really mindset? exciting. That, uh, coming back to when I joined, I think I knew the way that Peely loved to play. Um, obviously, we didn't have Dan there at the time. So luckily, Dan's philosophy is all about speed of ball and just mm. moving the ball and being ambitious and, as he says, firing shots in, in attack. So I love loved that and bought into it straight away. And I think that's probably the dangerous thing about us is that mm. we aren't afraid of having a go. And if we kind of put all of what we have on paper, then we're a dangerous team but it's uh it's gonna be tough against the best team in europe to do that but uh no i love the way we play at the moment i think the speed of ball that we're trying to play with just means that we uh we're dangerous yeah i think you know history would say that the best teams in the world let's say the all blacks leinster uh even ireland over the last few Mm. years to beat a team like that or for the way ireland beat the all blacks for anyone to to, you have to play a very attacking minded game you can't just go out and rely on winning penalties or whatever your yeah. defense to stand up you got to go out and win the game yeah um and yeah with with the way you're playing i think you know against racing you show that you can you can do that and maybe earlier this season against racing you were caught a little bit over there with the 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 atmosphere or the the whole yeah it's like a circus over there but yeah what you did to them up in ulster yeah after christmas i think you know you got to take a lot of confidence from that right yeah for sure yeah i think that's that's kind of it that if we haven't done the the preview obviously just yet but i know dan will be saying exactly that we can't die wondering really against Leinster. you've got to go out and be ambitious like ireland were in the autumn against new zealand they're they're a team that if they have the ball more than likely they'll score so you've got to you've got to hold the ball and attack really well um and i'm sure that's what we'll aim to do and yeah we'll see what comes of it it's great yeah I'm happy enough if you are. I'm very happy with that. You happy with that, Pat? Very happy. Okay. You, you've made our dreams come true, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I spent a dream for me too. Will Addison. <laughs> Will J.S. Addison. Is that right? Yeah. Will J.S. Addison. Joseph Steele. <laughs> Joseph Steele. Steele's my middle name. Oh, <laughs> <God> <laughs> that's great. Uh, thank you very much for coming on this, the show, <laughs> Steel. <laughs> your middle name is Steel, you just got to call yourself Steel. I know, Steel, a couple right? of lads at Sale used to call me Steel, but yeah. I, I tried to make it stick when I came over here, but I <laughs> <the lads laughs> weren't having any of it. You know the guys back at Steel call me Steel? Hey, Will has a guy at Steel. No one took it on. I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm just Duck Boy now, so, yeah. Duck Boy. Pleasure, Duck Boy. Pleasure, Duck Boy. Give us one last quack. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Okay, welcome back to the House of Rugby, Rugby Roundup, uh, and hello to those watching on Instagram TV also. That was Will Addison. He's so dreamy. Seems like a nice dude. He is very cool dude. Uh, hopefully he comes back for us to this weekend. I think he's a huge part of uh, whether they will beat Leinster in the belly of the beast the weekend. Uh, I did watch the Ulster uh, Kings match this morning, even though I watched Cocktail last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's more important. Um, so you're making your scrambled eggs. <laughs> it. Yeah. I got more out of Cocktail, if I'm honest. Uh, so Ulster were phenomenal, I thought, the other night. They, they're, again, similar to Connacht. They've got that ability to... They've got that cohesion going on and that understanding that they can turn defence into attack so quickly. They play at such good pace. Like uh, when you're saying about, you know, when you don't want to defend against a team that are, or you do want to defend against a team that are taking the time to to swing the ball around. There was times when Kings were barely, had their backs turned. quick. Shanahan was just 
whip in it. Mm. So much width as well. And they do that out the back door pass nine times out of ten. And uh, they started so fast. First 15 minutes were class. McCluskey scored a great try. And Lowry came on, created really well for uh, for Lynn. McCluskey's having a class season overall. Yeah. Yeah. Just like sometimes he's not. Actually, no, Trimby rates him anyway. But, mm. but like sometimes he just goes unmentioned because we're rich with centre goods. Yes. Blessed. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, interrupted. Interrupted. No, that. you're right. Yeah. I think yeah. he benefits from that quick ball as well because he's so, he's quick and he's big. So when lads aren't set in the line and he's running oh, like soft ha- shoulders. Happy, day, happy days. Yeah. Yeah. And he's able to do some like, for a big guy, he's got, he's well able to do that Sonny little, Bill little yeah. moves and stuff as well. Yeah. And then when you know, when you've got like an inside, when you've got someone like that in the centre as well, you want your wings running in all the time because they're going to get yards or they're going to get free because it's so hard to mm. make a full dominant tackle on somebody like that and wrap up ball at the same time. Exactly. So, yeah, no, it's Ulster, nice to watch. Yeah. That'd be a good game. It will. They they can switch off in defence. Have you seen they've leaked a lot of tries this year mm. and after about 20 minutes of the weekend, they were coasting and then switched off and then Kings took over 15 minutes, scored a couple of tries and... That's where obviously they'll suffer against Leinster. You can't do that. Yeah, they need to keep the ball for as much as they can, and then not kick it away. And did Kings get card as well, <clears> or <throat> did two cards? They got a red and a yellow. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was towards the end. So it was yeah. five, five minutes to go. So um, I don't think it had a huge impact on the game, but um, just yeah, as you said, it's going to be a tough one um, down in Leinster. Uh, Cooney was a huge, huge impact when he came on, as well as Shanahan did. Uh, Coetze was great Burns is good they'll obviously have Bestie back and uh, hopefully Hendy and Addison and a few injuries as well Cave yeah Luddock yeah didn't look good no big fan of Lowry in the show as well this could be his opportunity nice assist to try yeah Yeah. big pack to Viva Mm. get him out there he's twinkle toes he can do anything Um, and then of course Jacob Cocktail uh, yes. So Elizabeth Shue is the girl in. Do you remember Elizabeth Shue? Yeah. She'd yeah. be up there with my number ones back in the day. Like okay. I was obsessed with her. Karate Kid, cocktail. Oh, she was in Karate Kid. She was the love interest. Do you not know that? And she's so good in this because she's like, uh, she's humble. She's a millionaire, but she won't tell him that. She works in a diner. She's like an artist. She's cool. So she's like the either the World Cup or the the Champions Cup that he's he's going for. going for a cocktail is going for so this weekend if there be... was a Stockdale cocktail right yeah. what would be in the Stockdale cocktail like it's going to need to pack a punch yes. it's going to be punchy I'm thinking or maybe a rum base it's got to be Red Bull it's got to be like really oh yeah like a for rum and t- Red Bull double ah, Red yeah, Bull yeah do it yeah coffee <laughs> yeah uh, Guinness <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just a little, a little foam. Just the, just he a little foam. eggs into everything. Okay. Yes. There you go. Protein gains. Yeah. All that stuff. A nice little umbrella for the flashy boots. They actually have a conversation in the in the show and the film about the umbrella. Who makes the umbrella and whether they're a millionaire. Oh, and they whoever makes the, the millionaire. Your man Bobby, the Aussie guys, and the things on the top and the top of your shoe. So those yokes. Someone invented that. An aglet. That's what it's called. They were calling it a flume and blue or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no. it's an aglet. Okay. So that's the Jacob's Stocktail. Someone needs to make that cocktail. 
and someone needs to drink it and then send in a video of them drinking it. Yeah, and I also want Gary, who's our genius uh, kind of cartoon maker, editor. You know when they do those videos where the heads are just bobbling around? Yeah. If they can stick either Tom Cruise's head onto Jacob Stocktail, maybe some yeah, cocktails on the pitch, or else Jacob Stocktail's head onto Tom Cruise's while he's making cocktails. Either or. Artistic license. Yeah. Go for it, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Leinster, on the other hand... Uh, did you see that game? It wasn't. It wasn't a huge amount to talk about. It wasn't about. great. Like, they, like to be fair, Edinburgh played a really strong back row, um, and that was the not the strongest Leinster side we've seen. I thought Max Deegan, yeah, was really well. Like mm. again, like back in that, like Quayle and Doris as well is another like Leinster. Or that's a that's a all those loose forwards. There's huge competition. Yeah, and um, there, like it wasn't the greatest game, but they've already topped. They've yeah. already topped their conference. Similar to Munster, I don't think they, they kind of went out with... I think they yeah. lost Ross Byrne in the, or earlier that day. Probably took a sting out of their, uh, them a, bit, a little bit. Frawley did okay, but didn't control the game very well. No. Very unlike Leinster, they were sloppy and gave away possession a lot, which usually they just keep the, the ball for 70% of the, of the game. But Edinburgh were good, to be fair to them. Yeah. Um, Where does that leave Edinburgh now? They're fifth, I think. So they're they're not. They're in, so that's why they had. I suppose yeah, they, they had to play. Win. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think they rested only two players. Uh, who did they rest? I can't remember. But they uh, they had a full strength team pretty much, and it was a fast game. So that could that could you know work out well for Munster next week if they're a little bit blown by 60, 70 minutes because half that team have played five Six Nations yeah. games and. Then last weekend, which was a tough game, they had to win it. Um, so I think Munster will probably eye that up and, as we said, maybe start goes. strong yeah. and try and tire them out. And it's nice that you've got, like, off the bench, you've got a lot of the lads that have had taste that bit of game time but wouldn't have that 80 minutes kind of fatigue in their legs either. So they've had a bit of taste of that game mm. but are be kind of good to go and pretty fresh for, for Edinburgh. Mm. OK, well, we do some... Uh, some uh, predictions. Cool. Leinster versus Ulster, 5.45 at the Aviva Stadium. What a game. That's going to be unreal. Yeah. I'm going to the game. I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. It, I bet you it'll be a day like this. I love that spring. The sunrise this morning was spectacular. Mm. And I, it, it's just that week where I'd say rugby players just bounce out of bed. Like It's just a, today will be a good day. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. Yeah. I, I reckon it will be crisp. Nice little. Dry. Warm. <laughs> saying words. I was actually saying I got completely distracted. I was like, really there nice. are all the answers. <laughs> yeah. It's like a William Wordsworth poem. Yeah. Um, I just love these these quarterfinal games. They they bring something special. Yeah. Especially 5.45, there'll be a lot of... People farting, Guinness in the stand, the uh, the be a buzz around. I'll be it'll be good, like as in it's not it's not a terrible game, for, like as in the Ulster fans will travel. Exactly, it's not like yeah. So like Aviva, hopefully be rocking. Yeah, good mm. place to be. So who do you think? Leinster. Leinster. I'm going to go on an upset and go Ulster. I think okay. I have less to lose. Uh, a few of the Leinster players would be a little bit wounded after the Six Nations, and uh, if I think Ulster could rattle them, I think that. That's why maybe Leinster will do a job because mm. they didn't have the best Six Nations. So, you know, not many teams get the opportunity to have a disappointing campaign and maybe not as play as well as they 
they know they can themselves. Quarterfinal is not a bad place to kind of be like, right, I'm gonna gonna go out there and end, end on a good note. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be my thought anyway. So yeah. Oh yeah. look, I wouldn't doubt we'll it for a second. Yeah. That, that be they a know, good game either way. I just said I'd go against you for Thanks, the crack. Actually, monster fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Edinburgh versus Monster. Think. I know I'm going with the Irish teams, but I just think Munster again. If like Murray's back in, I actually don't know who would play ten. It'd be nice to see Carberry there. Mm. Um, but yeah, Edinburgh. Hopefully, Leinster will fatigue them a little bit. So yeah. like you were saying, yeah, I agree. I think Munster for a win. Uh, I think it'd be very tight, but uh, they'll obviously have a huge fan base that will travel over there as well. And with the experience they have in that part of the competition. We'll get us over the line. Uh, Saracens versus Glasgow. I think Saris are hard to look yeah. beyond. Yeah, and home as well. Mm. Yeah, they're just a powerhouse. Yeah, and I don't. Should I, I see that players. as possibly being the game with the biggest margin in terms of yeah, just yeah. kind of looking at it, be like, and I think Glasgow I think, I think Saracens would be happy with that draw, like getting like Glasgow as well. No offense to Glasgow, but they'll be missing a few as well. They got a lot of injuries in the in the Six Nations, so uh, yeah, probably the toughest ask for any team to go to Saracens and win. Racing versus Toulouse, Jesus, it just doesn't stop, does it? Uh, I, I don't know this one. I initially go Racing, and then I was like, oh, you've got like that nine ten fullback mm-hmm. from Been the Six, class. yeah, like yeah. Dupont and Nesmac and Ramos. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's a huge. I thought they had a like a, a solid Six Nations, even though France maybe didn't. Yeah, much. no, you're right. Um, Zeebs and Donner scored both scored for. Yeah, Zeebs set up. Yeah, yeah, generous, nice. Yeah, yeah. Again, Zeebs looking even more enticing to bring him back into the Irish fold. Mm. That would be just. I think okay. I would love to see it happen. Do you ever see Wild Things? Yeah, a Wild Thing. It's a baseball film. No. Charlie Sheen is in it back in the 90s and he's out. He's a wild thing. He's a baseball player. So uh, Zebo is Charlie Sheen. He's Charlie Sheen and he's a, he's flamboyant. He's class. Yeah. And then uh, he disappears for a while and he gets a little bit, he tries to be straight because he thinks that's the way he has to be. Yeah. And he loses his mojo and then they bring him back and he's got a French leather player. jacket. He's got a, a lightning bolt shaved into the side of his head and the place go mental and they win the major league. And that's... That could be Zeebs. Could be Zeebs. Or Donald Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Donner's. But there's a lightning bolt shaved into his head. Oh. That would be class. Oh, we can do Top Gun, but Donald Ryan can be Tom Cruise and that. Like, that kind of, like, playoff we're doing. We're doing. I'm not going to go down this route. Yeah, but that's in my head. For next week. I just had the leather jacket <laughs> churling kind of, yeah, yeah. thing going on. Donner's. Moving swiftly along, yeah. as Trimby would say. <sighs> Okay, well now we ask you to vote on the Guinness Made of More Irish Player of the Weekend and here are your nominees. Uh, The Connacht pair, Matt Healy and Quaylen Blade. Uh, Special mention to Jack Carty, but he only played 20 minutes, so that would be a bit harsh. Uh, Monsters, Jack O'Donoghue and the banger bulldozer, Stuart McCluskey. Nice, Pat. Uh, Thanks for all your votes and comments. The winner is Jack O'Donoghue. Well done, Jack. Awesome, we called it. Nice. Called it I think early. you definitely called it, I'm not going <laughs> to, but yeah. We, we did mention them all, so we could have yeah. said that about any of them. Uh, we also put out a shout for your Twitter questions using the hashtag AskHOR, and we mentioned at the top we're flooded with responses. Here are some of your best. 
Mike McGuckin wants to know if our show will get its own theme tune. It actually has its own theme tune, which is Hermitage Green Song Lion's Share, which is the what you're listening to when you hear it. Uh, you can go listen to that on Spotify <laughs> tunes if you want. Plug, plug, plug. Just give me about 0. 0.001 cent of, uh, nice. of whatever Spotify make. Drinks are on me. Uh, if we were to have a theme tune. I'd love like a one of those really twangy uh, <laughs> Law and Order ones. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> and then it's like, and then you and Trimmy turn being like, we're back in studio. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I love it. Yeah. Like a Seinfeld bass line. Yeah. Like, burp, 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 burp. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. That's okay. what I was going with anyway. Perfect. I'd be all over that. Uh, Gary might be able to put that together for us as well with the cartoon. Look, uh, Will Richardson tweeted mm-hmm. us with his Game of Thrones starting 15 and asked us to go, do better. Here is his team front row of Hodor, Hot Pie. Who's Hot, hot Pie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Robert Baratheon, very good. The Hound and the Mountain make up the second row. Aria. Little. I, I was at six. I was like, I don't know. Aria at six. Dangerous little six, no? Should be more of a nine, surely. Yeah. Um, although, Bron, solid seven. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Uh, do you know the way sevens are always kind of blondie or something? What's that about? Oh, they they use a lot the of same. moves. They always yeah. look the same. And he, he kind Wavy. of fits that. Yeah. Uh, Brian of Tarth, great number eight. Huge ball carrier. Probably can move. I'd say she could hold the ball in one hand and throw it around that kind of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Tyrion. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so that's... Smart. Smart dude. Yeah. Yeah. Control the game. Mm-hmm. Be a little bit manipulative. Uh, Jamie Lannister, I kind of would have gone with Peter Baelish. Ah. Uh, little sneaky little, you crafty know... Crafty little... Yeah. Yeah. Manipulating all around him. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. For this. What about, uh... Who did we have as Johnny Sexton? Uh... The little... Joffrey. Joffrey. <laughs> He's great. He has to get in there somewhere. Uh, Grey Worm, is he the guy, the eunuch? Yeah. Okay. Dickless on the wing. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah, I can I can hear the crowds now. Go oh, on, Dickless. Dickless. Yeah. yeah. Take him on. <laughs> Don't go for the dick. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be grand. Uh, John Snow, 12. Yeah. Where's the Ice King? The Ice King needs to kind of come in there. Or maybe the not, maybe a 12. Oh, the dragon. <laughs> oh. Dragon is yeah. too easy, wouldn't it? <sighs> Carl Drogo be like a Chris Farrell-esque number 13. Mm. Chris Farrell's so big. He came on the pitch the other night and I was like, Jesus Christ. Imagine going up against that fella. He's like a big, muscly triangle. Yeah. 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 Very good, Carl Drogo. I meant that as a compliment. Sorry. For <laughs> 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 the minute I said it, I was like, why did I say that? <laughs> That's what every man wants In to hear. In Burr should try... Oh, oh, never mind. Just, yeah. Uh, Oberyn Martell, no idea who that is. That's the guy that got... Um, oh, he, he got poisoned with the, the mountain, killed him. With the, is, that, is that... Yeah, his eyes. Remember he got... Yeah, his eyes, eyes popped oh, and everything. Crushed his head. No, they, he put his... Oh, yeah, he, he crushed his he head. Crushed his he head. His Picture too. this is someone's head, right? And these are the... No, he just like... 
basically put his thumbs in. Nobody actually, his head exploded. Yeah, there was this horrible. I didn't. I just closed my eyes, but I heard stuff. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, bit. no, he exploded. Actually, someone um, someone tweeted us the other day or messaged Andrew actually the other day privately saying that he was listening to the the live show from Belfast and um, we were talking about the red wedding and we totally gave him a spoiler alert. <laughs> like we didn't give him a spoiler alert and we ruined it for him. Oh. He was in like the middle of. He was just about to watch that next episode. <sighs> He called us a shower of sea bombs. Apologies for that, man. Uh, Ramsey Bolton is the final fifteen. Uh, oh, that creepy little fucker! Yeah. yeah. Speaking of prick. dickless, he cuts the other lads' dick off, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did it with a few of yeah chaps. Typical fullback. Uh, Was Will Allison just on the show? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Yes. Love Will Allison. He's 13 as well. So He's great. Yeah. Uh, right, that's it. We, we'll go with that, man. They, I think I like yours, yours, Will Richardson. Very good effort. Uh, and thank you for all those questions and thanks for uh, all your tweets and for subscribing. Uh, thank you for your comments, uh, for listening in your favourite apps and for watching us on YouTube. Jenny, thanks so much for coming in and uh, replacing Mr. Trimble today. Trimble, you can't wait to see you back. Hope you're having a good week. Have you had fun? Had fun? Good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's too fast. Well, it was fast, but now I'm like, now I'm probably going to drive to work and think about cocktail slash rugby play. Like, yeah. Go watch cocktail you know. tonight. Yeah. Great flick. It's, it's classic. Yeah. Yeah. That goes for all of you. Uh, big, big thank you to everyone that was involved in making the show this week. Fiona, Shane, Ian, Michelle and Pat. This has been Baz and Andrew and Jenny's House of Rugby on Aww. Joe. Together with Guinness, thanks for keeping us company. Party on, Jen. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.